And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a great weekend. Uh, a lot to get to today. It was a good show today. I was joined by Sean Tima from Young Americans for Liberty. It was a good chat. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Uh, before I get to Sean, though, I need to remind you, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to get involved with the show, you can hit us up over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast, and there's cool incentives if you choose to do so. All right. Without further ado, here is my chat with Sean Tima. All right, guys, I'm here with Sean Tima, Vice President of Development for Young Americans for Liberty, an outstanding organization. Uh, Sean, thanks so much for taking the time, man. Brady, good to be here, man. Virtually from Austin, you from Toledo, just uniting across the country to talk liberty. It's always a good time. Bringing people together, my friend, bringing people together. So, all right, let's jump right into the news of the day. Um, In the latest installment of Democrats in the press lying their asses off, (laughs) um, this news cycle has been completely dominated the past several days by a narrative that Trump uh, pushed the Ukrainian president to, to somehow go after Joe Biden and his son over their business dealings or something like that. Democrats called for impeachment. The press lit themselves on fire, screaming and yelling like junk, drunken toddlers. Then, then, Sean, it turns out uh, this anonymous whistleblower who, who, who brought all this stuff up admitted that they had zero knowledge of the president's phone call, and they were just making it all up. They were just reporting some rumor. They had no idea what Trump actually said to the Ukrainian president. Uh, once again, we, we've seen this story a million times, man. It looks like they just made it all up once again. Well, you know, it's I'm not surprised. Uh, the Democrats, you know, I mean, imagine them in their strategy room. They're sitting there and they said, OK, we've screamed Russia, Russia, Russia for about two years. That hasn't really worked. Why don't we try screaming Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine? Maybe if that doesn't work, we can do Latvia, Lithuania and Estonia. But, you know, the facts don't matter. Let's just scream things right. This is. This is just symptomatic of what they do. You know, the facts, the facts don't matter. It's by any means necessary to get Trump out of there because orange man bad. And, you know, people will buy that. People eat that up until they realize, oh, I've been I've been lied to by the press again. But but half the people, they they hear fake news and they think, oh, well, you know, that's just Trump trying to dispel, you know, the facts. Nobody nobody fact checks anymore. That's what I'm getting at. This age of Trump. Nobody cares about the facts except, you know, the people who are kind of living in the political world like you and I. Um, and ultimately, I mean, we, we all know the Democrats are in a boy who cried wolf situation. If something were to be real right, and really be an impeachable offense, uh, I don't think a lot of people would listen. They, they put themselves in this situation. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And this is eerily similar to the Russian collusion story. Right. This is very it seems like a, a lot of shades of the Mueller report. 
and on and on and on. You know, you're you're right. It was Russia for you know two and a half years. It was Bob Mueller's going to bring him down. Stormy Daniels. Uh, well, I mean, the Stormy Daniels stuff wasn't you know made up. He actually did bang Stormy Daniels, but you know it wasn't like the <laughs> the silver bullet that that they thought it was going to be. Um, and it's just my my God. It the the thing that drives me crazy about the press and the left. But I repeat myself. Anytime these stories break, is that you know they. Everybody hears the accusations. Everybody hears the bullshit. And then when they, if they correct themselves, the press has not corrected themselves yet. I assume they'll have to eventually. But uh, the correction gets no traction at all. You know, it's printed on the back page. <laughs> you know what I mean? To try to suppress uh, that's reach. So it's that that's extremely frustrating. And it, the, probably the most annoying part about this news cycle that we're currently living through is that no one is happier about these unveri- <laughs> unverified accusations than never Trump Republicans. I mean, they are eating this up. The Bill Crystals of the world are eating this up. Mitt Romney came out and said, this is disturbing. How could the president do this? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, guys, if you know that the Democrats are about to nominate a socialist, right? <laughs> I mean, like, if these people hated socialism half as much as they, they hate this president, I think we could, you know, make some serious ground here. Now, Trump derangement syndrome makes people do some crazy things. And, you know, I love that you brought up Bill Crystal. I mean, he's he's my favorite punching bag here you've got a guy who for years I mean, has advocated to to send our men and women you know to die uh, against american interests right you know spilling blood across the middle east um you know things that you know some people might say are just, just downright evil right the ultimate moral wrong and yet he's going to come up there and say oh well orange man he he was mean on twitter and that is we cannot have that in this country right in fact you know what let's throw out more base accusations against him because we need civility and we need to come back to our senses as a country and that's that's what's ultimately most important that we have somebody who's 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 not mean right but but look at you right where's your moral compass right if you're going to continue fighting for these endless wars and and sending our people out there to die so you know ridiculous behavior on the right when these never trumpers ridiculous behavior on the left and you know again brady right you know, the, these accusations against Ukraine, or rather against Trump for being in Ukraine, like you said, right, the, the source admitted to not actually knowing what was going on, right? The, the complete validity <laughs> fell apart. Um, yet I bet if you pull back the covers of what's going on in Washington, right, in the Capitol, I bet you'd find, you know, these congressmen, you, you hear things through the grapevine, these congressmen meeting with foreign lobbies every day. Right. Plenty of backroom deals happening, plenty of ethics violations that will never hit the mainstream media. But, you know, the average, uh, you know, law information voter is going to associate Trump with uh, with an ethics violation when it was proven to be false. So these people have no ground to stand on, especially not the neocons, especially not the left and the media, too. I mean, repeatedly, we see this with Kavanaugh. We see this with Trump. We're going to see this uh, for for. Many, many years to come, I think, just getting out there, getting the headline, uh, regardless of what the what the truth is. And I think it's a shame. It's just so funny. And, and obviously last week, the uh, unverified accusations were against uh, Justice Kavanaugh again. They, they uh, um, I forget who said that September is just uh, slander Kavanaugh month every year. They're just going to slander Justice Kavanaugh every every September. Um, so that'll be fun. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have a full year to look forward to that again. But um. What the press chooses to omit from <laughs> from their reporting is just hilarious, right? So they report that there's these 
uh, accusations against Kavanaugh, what they failed to mention was that the woman who was the quote-unquote accuser denied them. <laughs> right? So it's not, it's, that's not just like a small right. omission. She, she doesn't that even is... remember, she doesn't remember it even happened, right? Was that the, that's the take? Yes. Right. Like that's, that's not a small detail, right? And in this, this whistleblower story, the, the press failed to, failed to print that the whistleblower wasn't on the damn phone call. <laughs> like the whole thing. That's the entire point. The only way this would have any credibility is if this whistleblower was on, had firsthand knowledge, was on the physical phone call with Trump and the Ukrainians. They were not. Okay, that's the entire point. That's the entire point. So it's like, it's not that these people are making mistakes. It's not, oh, shucks, you know, we, we fucked up a little a little point in this story. No, they, they, they're lying. I mean, it's just a bald-faced lie. They're admitting the most important part of the story itself. Well, Brady, you know, if I were if I were the media, I would just look at you and say, democracy dies in darkness. We can't let that happen. Uh, and then, democ- you know, completely, democracy- ignore, completely ignore any actually claims you make against me, right? Exactly. I mean, democracy truly does die in a extremely overinflated sense of self-worth from the press. <laughs> that is where <laughs> democracy dies. So let's move on to a, a rather hilarious story. And uh, this is going all the way back to Thursday, I think. But, you know, I do podcasts every Monday and Wednesday. So the, the Monday show, I kind of have to backtrack a little bit because we always have a ton to cover. But let's talk about our, our, our friends from the north. Uh, let's talk about Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Um, the leftist prime minister of Canada got himself into some trouble last week when three separate, three separate blackface photos came out. <laughs> you really can't write comedy this good, Sean. No, and and I, and I tried. I mean, I went to a uh, you know performing arts school over at Ithaca, and I really couldn't do any better. Uh, I don't know I, Justin Trudeau, right? I don't know if he's auditioning for the Village People or what, because we we've seen him in this Native American getup, this blackface getup, brownface getup, cowboy getup. I don't know what character he's playing today. So it's it's a mess up there. But, you know, this really speaks to, I mean, one take here is it speaks to the hypocrisy of the press again and the left, because now this is the at least the second instance this year where you've got Ralph Northam in Virginia coming out, you know, full on blackface or KKK uniform. He never really confirmed which one it was. Uh, Six or one half photo. dozen of the other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Six or one, half racist to the other. And then you've got, uh, you know, Trudeau and blackface. And both times you've seen the media rush to defend or, or minimize uh, the, the headline, right? You know, oh, he made a mistake or, oh, he says he won't do it again versus, you know, he did it. Um, you've seen the left, you know, jump through loopholes to, to make excuses for, for why this is okay. Well, oh, well, you know, he's been a, he's been a defender of, of minority rights when he's in office. And, oh, well, you know, you, you have to understand the context of this all happening. And, and ultimately, Orange Man bad, so, so not a big deal, right? And, you know, you, you come to wonder, and, you know, we, we hear a lot of people talk, and, hey, should we, should the take be and should the focus be Hey, you know what? Let's let's throw this back at them. They're going to throw it at at the right when something much more minor happens, right? It could be a it could be a sarcastic or or you know intentionally kidding comment versus someone going full on blackface, right? And they would eat us alive, right? You step out of line if you're you know right of Bernie Sanders. You step out of line one inch, and and you're canceled, right? You're done. 
but yeah, I, I want to get. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to them. Yeah, we're going to get to that in just a second. Kind of the way that the press handles Republicans in this scenario versus Democrats. You know, uh, it's kind of exclusive. Blackface has been <laughs> lately <laughs> just a leftist thing, man. I, I can't remember the last Republican to have a, a, a blackface scandal or conservative have a black, blackface scandal. But the, the funniest thing to me with this Trudeau, Trudeau thing is that his entire image, his entire brand is that he's this social justice warrior prime minister who calls everybody racist, right? Who accuses everybody of being racist. I mean, the audacity of this guy, the audacity when he knows he has this stuff in his past. Like, he knows that these photos are out there, and he still has the the gall to be this SJW douchebag who accuses everybody he doesn't like of racism. Yeah, I mean, you might you might argue that maybe he's he knew all along it would come out, so he said, okay, I'm... I, I don't even really believe in, in what I'm saying about this identity politics and SAW stuff. But if I double down enough and I make this part of my brand, part of my flavor, maybe they'll forgive me when it does come out. Yeah, I, I can't speak to his state of mind, but but I, you know, I think I think you see that on college campuses these days, right? You see students who they say, oh well, you know, nobody nobody has been per- perfect, right? Everybody's everybody said something at some point that someone could be offended by. But if I jump on the SJW train. Right. Then maybe I'll I'll be on the in crowd. Right. Maybe then maybe they'll forgive me if stuff ever comes out. Right. So that that could be what's going on. I, I don't know. It could be what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And it was it was hilarious watching the, the press cover for Trudeau. One, the, the entire mainstream media, the entire corporate press has refused to use the term blackface. No one is calling this blackface. They started by saying brownface, which I've never heard the term brownface. Um, it's called blackface, guys. And then some leftist outlets went five steps further and just called uh, called this quote face darkening makeup. It's like, guys, <laughs> you're so transparent. You guys yeah. are such shitheads. You are full of it, guys. <laughs> I mean, face darkening makeup. Homeboy wore blackface. Okay, can you just come out and call it how it is? And uh. here's here's my main point. I'm not a, of course I'm not offended by this. I doubt that there's a, there's a single black person who's offended by this because black people aren't made out of eggshells. You know what I mean? They're adults like the rest of us. We can't I mean it's it's racist to think that black people are so thin-skinned that they would be offended by some Canadian in blackface 20 years ago. Like I I'm sure there's not a soul who's actually truly offended by this. But it's the hypocrisy that's astounding and you touched on it and I want to dive deeper into that. I'm torn between two tactics here from us on the right. I'm torn between my initial impulse, which is to not use the left's tactics. I hate it when the left does this. I hate when they try to cancel people. I hate when they try to attack Republicans for no reason and blow it out of proportion, get people fired, get sponsors canceled, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm torn between that and between saying, fuck it, Fuck these people. Mutually assured destruction. If you're going to do it to us, we're going to do it to you. Let's drag Trudeau. Let's destroy him. I'm I'm, I'm torn. I'm leaning towards <laughs> mutually assured destruction right now just because the left has been so obnoxious, so in your face with their BS for so long. But I, I don't want to go there. We might have to go there. I, I don't know. I'm torn. Where do you land on that debate? Sure. So... I can empathize with mutually assured destruction, especially if you're someone who's, you know, been canceled, right, by the left for something that that didn't deserve it. 
Um, I would be bitter. I would want to say, all right, let's hit him with everything we got, right? And politics, I mean, you're a fool to think that politics is not a zero-sum game as it operates, right? When it comes to politics, there are winners, there are losers, right? It's a game of power. So ultimately, you want to get the left out of power. You want to get, you know, true liberty guys in, right? It's not enough to just say, oh, team red or team blue, right? You've actually got to have someone in power who's going to limit government. So to that end, you say, okay, it's a zero-sum game. Let's hit them with what they got. The issue there, though, what, what I might say is that you've got an audience, the left, right? The left is tribal. We're, we're all tribal, but the left is tribal in the sense that they can justify forgiving their own, right? Like they're doing with Trudeau right now, and but they won't forgive someone on the other side. So you can hit them with everything you got, right? You can hit Trudeau and say, this guy's got to go, right? He wore blackface. He Across the line or brown face, you know, face dark and makeup, whatever you want to call it. But I'm not sure that the, <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't do makeup. Uh, but I don't think that that would actually push him out of power. Right. I think the left is still going to rally around him. And so it might be a lost cause. You might look back and say, my goodness, you know, I was being a little bit of a, a hypocrite myself. If I went out there, I took this public stance saying, you know, Hey, this is, this is reprehensible. This, we have to stop the presses, you know, no, Trudeau's got to go, whereas we have a problem in this country, and I wasn't raised uh, under a you know, religious upbringing, but one thing that I can you know, vouch for, for Christianity on is you know, this culture of forgiveness right, that's taught in the church. And we're in a country right now, we're in a crisis where we don't know how to forgive people. We don't know how to let things go in this country you know, post-Trump. Right? Everybody's out for blood. Uh, you know, hey, let's find one thing in your past you did 35 years ago, maybe, and then we will destroy you. And I think that's a game that's going to eat this country alive and eat just the West alive in general, you know, beyond America. So maybe the play here is, you know, we get we get people to take a stand and say, hey, look, this guy will brown face, black face, darkening makeup 20 years ago. So what? Let's talk about how his policies are terrible. Let's actually forgive him for doing that you know if it did hurt people but you know what let's move on and, and maybe make a peace offering here and see if that you know actually kind of warms people's hearts a little bit maybe i'm too optimistic it won't I it won't what, i think you, you are being too optimistic i just don't think that uh i mean the, the the old adage that you know uh you know us conservatives we believe that the left is wrong and the left believes that we're evil you know, they, they define everything as, that they don't like as evil. So there is no forgiveness from these people. They they want what they want, and they, they will kill to get it, right? And, like, it's—and I hate the left's tactics. I think they're wrong. I think they're dirty. You know, there, there used to be—you know, we talk a lot about the cancel culture. Obviously, there's organizations like Media Matters who—it's their goal. It's their entire job is to dig up shit from people on the right and try to get them fired, right? They target people in the media. And— there used to be uh, a company like that on the right called Truth Revolt that was run by Ben Shapiro and, and some others before uh, he went on to start Daily Wire. And they basically did the same thing. And their their whole their motto was, hey, we don't like these tactics. We don't want to do it. But if you're doing this to us, we're going to do it back to you. So Truth Revolt basically did the exact same thing that Media Matters did, except, you know, in reverse. Um, except, that obviously, they didn't have as much money or influence as Media Matters does. But it's like... I, I get why people on the right, it's kind of gross, but I get it. Like, we're getting punched in the face over and over and over, and we're expected not to punch back. And uh, 
I get why that's frustrating to so many people. And honestly, I think that's why Trump is president, right? <laughs> you know, like they, they watch John McCain, Mitt Romney, all these guys get just beat, beat senseless by the press every single day. Called a Nazi, called a racist, called evil, blah, 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 blah. They never did anything back. I mean, they just held their tongue and took it. And then Trump fights back, and that's why people liked him. So I think there's, I, I think a lot of people within the conservative movement and, you know, the, the smaller liberty movement even, that, that want to hit back. They want to fight back. They're tired of being just beaten down by the Democrats and by the press. They're tired of it and they want to fight back. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair point. And I would agree with you on that assessment, right? We're, we're sick of softies. We're sick of people who, you know, won't tell like it is call spade a spade and fight. And, you know, that was a big reason Trump got elected. And I think that's what we need. We're going to continue to get Liberty people elected people who will fight. Uh, I just think we need to be, be authentic about it too. If we're, we're going right. to fight and we're going to call out, you know, cancel culture. Then we got to say, Hey, look, ultimately like everyone's overreacting a little bit from a lot of these things, but we're going to call it that hypocrisy. We're going to fight you in that hypocrisy. So there's a way to meet in the middle there. One quick point about the uh, leftist hypocrisy, probably the biggest I've ever seen. And I think you may find it interesting. So Ithaca college, I'm a graduate go bombers. That's our uh, mascot, our, our team name. You can't shout that in a an airplane, you know, but, no. uh, we, <laughs> we, uh, we had a bit of a, a campus crisis 2015, where a group of Marxists, they led a revolt to oust our president. This was when they were kicking out the presidents and the headmasters at Yale and at Mizzou. You remember this whole wave right, in 2015 right. with the people on a hunger strike, right? So we had a lesser publicized version of that but it was it was building off of that and ultimately the guy said look i don't want to be here right i don't want to be in an audience of students that that resent me because of uh you know the color of my skin or my gender or so so i'm out of here right and they bring in a new president she is the uh first hispanic woman or latinx whatever however you want to call it these days to be uh the president of a college right and so the end of 2017 beginning of 2018 was right around the time Me Too came out, right? And and you know there are protests on campus and and activists you know starting up and getting the word out and you know calling for folks to be you know taken down and and rightfully so you know you could argue rightfully so with these creeps like Weinstein out there. Yet at the same exact time as the Me Too protests were happening on campus, the president, right? It came to light that she had sexually assaulted. Um, someone who she worked with when she was working in a uh, she was working in a, a mental institution or a um, you know someone for a developmental disabilities home, um, and she was convicted of uh, sexual assault or she pleaded uh, no contest and she was ultimately you know the judge ruled hey you know uh, you're going to have this on your record, and so you've got a woman in charge of the school who has that record of sexual assault, and at the same time the Me Too activists they start being upset and righteously, you know, indignated and screaming at people who are calling for her to step down, right? They're saying, how dare you? This is a successful woman of color. You're grasping at straws. Uh, you know, you're just uh, exerting your white privilege. Uh, this is this is madness. And, and we have to support her and we have to forgive her while at the same time fully embracing uh, the Me Too cancel culture and the generally leftist cancel culture. So talk about double think. Talk about hypocrisy. Look no further 
than what happened at Ithaca College about two years ago. Can you believe that? Yeah, I absolutely can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame you can't. It's a shame. Yeah, I, it is. It is shameful. I mean, and you know, obviously Justin Trudeau is not going to face any anything from this. I mean, his career will be fine. He'll probably be reelected. I know he's running for reelection right now. Ralph Northam. I mean, he was never punished. I mean, he's still the governor of Virginia for God's sakes. Yeah, it's like, can you imagine if it were a conservative in, in any of these shoes? And it's, it's hilarious. That, that's an interesting story that I'd never heard of, though, um, with your your alma mater. That is, it is, it's disgusting, man. And just the double standards. If it weren't for double standards, the left would have no standards at all. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm, I'm going to take that line, if you don't mind. I'll spread it amongst the office. I, can they keep this up, though? I mean, like, you can't square that circle forever. I mean, you can't. I mean, look, they defended Harvey Weinstein for how long, and until they physically couldn't anymore, right? I mean, they they'll defend anybody. You know, the 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 you know the Democrats defect uh, defended uh, who's the guy who just quote unquote killed himself in prison? Um, uh, Epstein. Himself. Epstein. The the Democrats defended Epstein for a couple decades, right? <laughs> when he was running a rape island, right? A sex cult. And they defended him. I mean, they they will defend any of their own. I mean, they will circle the right. Look, hey, you got to hand it to the Democrats, man. They will circle those damn wagons. They will defend their own no matter how abhorrent the behavior, how evil the behavior. Uh, they, they just don't care. All they care about is power. They do not care about the truth. They don't care about right and wrong. It is all power for these people. Yeah, it's it's not logical, but the left was never logical. And you ask, you know, how long can they keep? Keep this up. Well, I mean, I think people are already waking up to how ridiculous this is by virtue of electing Trump, right? And I think you know the the other question to ask is like, hey, you know what's what's going to keep up more, right? This uh, liberal logic, or I mean, you know, before we run out of our ability to pay back our debt, right? You know, we're twenty two trillion dollars in debt, we're hundred trillion dollars in unfunded liabilities, right? We're uh, you know the, the Economy is a little more fragile than you might think, right? So, so which is which is going to crumble down first, right? This this leftist uh, logical bubble is that going to pop, and is is this culture war and chaos going to spread, or is is the country's economy going to collapse first? I mean, not to not to be in a black pilled uh, position here, but uh, you know, those are the questions you ask: is is which happens first? And hopefully neither, and hopefully we can we can redeem ourselves. And I think that you know, building this bench of uh, 250 liberty legislators over the next couple of years, getting people in local office who can restore some sanity to our state houses and Congress will help. Uh, I think it will. I think I think that's the way forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that's a it's a good and a depressing way to put it. What's going to collapse first, the moral fabric of the country or just the country? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man, I don't know. We could we could place bets. I, I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, could go. Either way, so you guys at uh, at at uh, YAL, how many liberty-based candidates have you gotten elected so far? Yeah, so, so we launched Operation Win at the Door about a year and change ago, and we have put our students, our activists out there knocking doors, uh, knocking every door in the district twice, have put 39 uh, real Ron Paul types into office, these, these Ron Paul, Rand Paul, liberty legislators, people who are going to be the one vote when when the vote is 99 to 1 about the the spending bill right where you know they're throwing tax dollars away they're saying they're going to put it to the schools and the roads and it's really just pretty much going in the incinerator or to the lobbyists you know we got the one guy who will stand up and say no this is we're not being truthful to your constituents and 
and this this bill is ridiculous. People who actually read the bills, people who will stand up to the cronies. Uh, we got 39 of those people in right now. We're going to be playing in about a dozen general elections this uh, year, even though it's an off year. There's several states with elections right now. And 2020, it's going to be a storm for liberty. There's going to be a lot happening. So uh, very, very happy for that's going on. Definitely. And I'm actually running out of time, so I have to let you go. But uh, I, I encourage everybody to check out Young Americans for Liberty. Check out the candidates. Uh, you can go to the website. You can get involved. You can knock doors. You can donate. You can. There's a million ways you can get involved. And I definitely encourage people to do so. And these candidates are vetted. I mean, it's a it's a stringent vetting process. Um, you know, they're, they're not going to endorse candidates that are going to vote to raise spending or to raise taxes or to whatever. You know, like these, these are legit uh, liberty candidates. They've been vetted. Um, you know, they're accountable. Um, they all have solid records. So yeah, you guys are definitely doing the Lord's work over there. I'm out of time. So I got to let you go, Sean, but we will definitely do this again soon. Uh, where can everybody follow you online, uh, and keep in touch with you and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So, uh, Twitter at Liberty Sean, uh, if you're looking for more about what young Americans for Liberty is doing, that's yaliberty.org slash door. You can find everything you need. yaliberty.org org door. All right, everybody follow Sean. He's great. Everybody check out Young Americans for Liberty. They are a great organization. Uh, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Mm-hmm.